the Anaheim Ducks end up not winning the draft lottery, settling for number two. We'll talk about it on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade, and thank you for making this your first listen, and thanks for being an everydayer. This podcast is free and available across all platforms, including for ad-free on Amazon and also on YouTube. And also, we have a new partnership with SiriusXM, so be sure to check us out on SiriusXM as well. Okay, I have gotten past the anger phase. I've I've gotten past that. The draft lottery was earlier. I did a live show with a slew of locked-on hosts. I actually did one live show, one clipping show. So I've had my number of appearances today. This, This one, while it does suck... The Ducks still have the number two pick. So I'm going to just say this. At least the Ducks didn't fall down to number three. It could have been worse. As my buddy J.D. Young says, you know, aim for Bedard, but land among the Fantillies. And that's exactly what the Ducks are going to have. They're going to have the number two pick in this year's NHL entry draft. And the presumed number two pick is going to be Adam Fantilli unless something really crazy happens. I mean, they still could get Leo Carlson with that number two pick. But the big story is that the Anaheim Ducks miss out on that number one pick and therefore are going to miss out on the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. And I know there was already a couple of Ducks fans that were ready to buy that Connor Bedard Ducks jersey. Well, you're going to have to strip the numbers off and strip the nameplate off because Connor Bedard is not going to be an Anaheim Duck unless the Chicago Blackhawks do something colossally stupid again, which they've done in the past. But off ice issues aside, the Chicago Blackhawks are assuredly going to get that number one pick and use it to get Bedard. But number two is not bad at all. So let, let's focus on. Let's try to focus on the good for for now. Adam Fantilli, number two pick. I'm okay with this. I'm strangely now okay with this because the credentials on this kid are through the roof. Most other years, Fantilli would be the number one draft pick. Most other years, he would be the top prospect entering the draft. So by... By that logic, by those standards, if you could tell yourself that 8 out of 10 years, the Ducks are getting someone that would be the number one draft pick, I would say, yeah, bring it on. Absolutely bring it on. So let's talk about Adam Fantilli. He won the Hobie Baker Award as a member of the University of Michigan Wolverines. They lost in the Frozen Four this year. Michigan came close. They came Oh, so close, despite having a star-studded lineup. And by the way, shout-out Quinnipiac winning the whole thing. But Michigan looked good 
during this tournament. And Adam Fantilli was really the engine that drove that team. Only two other players have won that award. And that would be Jack Eichel, who was selected number two, and Paul Correa. Um, yeah, Ducks fans, you remember Paul Correa? Yeah, I, I remember Paul Correa. My, my favorite duck of all time. Yes, I'm sorry to all the other present ducks. I'm sorry to Tamu Solani. I'm sorry to Jiggy. But Paul Correa, to me, is always going to be the best Mighty Duck of all time. And to get someone of that caliber, someone that won the Hobie Baker as a freshman, yeah, I'd be more than okay with that. So that's what the Ducks are getting. Someone with those credentials. In his freshman his freshman year with the Michigan Wolverines, Fantilli went through the roof. 65 points in 36 games, nearly averaging two points per game and almost averaging a goal per game. Not often do you have someone go up the collegiate ranks like he did and to score that amount of points and not make a difference for their team later on down the line. This doesn't happen very often. This doesn't come around very often. So the fact that Fantilli, I think, could contribute right away, that that's good news. Now, another big question mark is, will Fantilli join the Ducks this season, or will he wait till next season? And I know not winning the Frozen Four is going to have a bit to do with it. Um, I saw an interview with Fantilli at the end of the Frozen Four, and this was one of those years where I was heavily invested in the Frozen Four because of the fact that the Ducks could have landed Fantilli. At the time, I was watching the Frozen Four. At the time, the Ducks had the second best odds of getting the number one draft pick. So I was thinking to myself at that time, the Ducks could get number two and I'd be okay with that. And looking at like the end of season interviews, there's a fire in this kid. He wanted to win so bad. So the big question is, will he go back to Michigan this year? Will he try to finish what he started and try to get an NCAA title with the Wolverines? I mean, we saw some players go back to Michigan this year to try to win it all, and they failed. A couple of those guys are going to join the NHL now. But with Adam Fantilli, it might be a little bit different. He might want to stay. He might stay with Michigan for just one more year and then become a black ace late next season like another certain Anaheim Duck that was just called up this past season as a black ace. I'm talking about Jackson Lacombe. Jackson Lacombe stayed an extra year, and then he got called up to the Ducks and actually scored as an Anaheim Duck this season. So I could see this going one of two ways. I could see him staying in Michigan, being a black ace later, or... He could just outright say, you know what, I'm ready right now to go into the NHL. And I think he's got an NHL-ready body. And I'll talk about all of that after the first intermission. So we'll get to like just the type of player he is 
and what he brings in store for the Ducks after this first intermission. Stay locked in. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Indeed. That is Indeed correct, because with Indeed, there's no I in team, but there is a capital I in Indeed, because it is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates. Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. They streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates and with instant match. Over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job according to Indeed Data US. And it makes hiring all in one place so easy because candidates you invite to apply, apply are thrice more likely to apply to your job than others by other searches. So, start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, Locked On with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Okay, so I just talked about, you know, what the Ducks got. I got to tell you about the type of player that Adam Fantilli is. He's a big-bodied forward. 6'2", can easily fill out later on. He is 6'2", about a buck 90 right now. I expect him to bulk up a little bit more. He could get as high as 195, as high as 200. And you you do want a big body. I mean, Bedard is the faster player, but Fantilli still has good speed and has good puck control and has good hands and has good puck protection and has good hockey IQ. All top qualities that you want in your first round pick. So let's first talk about the puck protection. He did that in spades this season with the Michigan Wolverines. Even during one of the Frozen Four games. I forget which game it was. But there was a Frozen Four game where he was dominant. He was dominant up and down the ice. And just made life miserable for the players. And that's because once he got the puck on his stick, and this was kind of like a semi-breakaway, he would use that frame of his to control the puck. And because he had a decent reach, he would use one arm to kind of protect the puck and use the other arm to like kind of drive play. And even on one of those chances, you know, he got a good quality shot. So to have someone of that caliber on your team, I would... I would give that an A plus right away. And that's not even talking about his hockey IQ. He's a smart, smart player. He can make the right passes. And thank God the Ducks are going to have someone like this. Even though he's got a lot of assists, he's definitely shoot first when he needs to. 
when he needs to be shoot first, he's not afraid to take the big shot. The Ducks in the past have had draft picks that are more playmakers, that are more creators. I'm looking at someone like a Troy Terry who can facilitate but can score the puck. Trevor Zegras, let's not kid ourselves. He's a great goal scorer, but he's primarily a playmaker. He's a pass-first type of player. Mason McTavish, also kind of a playmaker, but will drive play. Then you have Fantilli, who's definitely shoot first. So imagine, if you will, down the middle, you have Zegras, McTavish, Fantilli. That is a three-headed monster that I think most teams would be afraid of. And also consider this. Just theoretically, what if? What if the Ducks were to put him on a first power play unit? What if they put him on an off lane? What if you put, now get ready for this. What if you had a young power play unit of Trevor Zegris, Mason McTavish, hmm, Adam Fantilli, hmm, Troy Terry, ooh, Jamie Drysdale quarterbacking it. Ooh, that could be a potent power play. Or you could also mix and match and you could put Frank Vetrano in there. Or you could put Adam Henrique in there for a little while. And you know what? Maybe you need that veteran presence of Adam Henrique in one of those spots on the power play. But that young core on a power play, with those kind of passing skills, that can be lethal for opposing teams. Oh, and I haven't even talked about a shot. Kids got a tremendous shot. One of the best that I've seen in recent memory. So do I think he's NHL ready right now? Honest answer, yes. Yes, I legit do think he is NHL ready right now. He can take on, honestly, pretty much anyone at this point. Well, I shouldn't say anyone. He would start off third line with the Ducks. He could easily go into the wing position Which would be fine. You want someone that can go to multiple positions and kind of be a chameleon of sorts. So, you know, just so much to talk about with Adam Fantilli. And I'll do like a much deeper dive later on. But, you know, just initial reaction. I'm now okay with the number two pick. I'm okay with it. Because he's the kind of player that can contribute Right now, right now, he could help the Ducks in maybe one or two years. And this doesn't even go over who he would line up with. There's a slew of possibilities there. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission, and I'll give some final thoughts after the second intermission. We'll get to that on the other side. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. That is right. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And you know what? I I enjoy a good Built Bar too, especially the churro puff, maple donut puff. They're all delicious. And if you want a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, 
then you need the best tasting protein bar ever because it's healthy, it tastes amazing, and has some great macros and comes in a lot of unbelievable flavors like the churro puff, cookies and cream, maple donut. I don't know how they do it, but you know, on average, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and packed with 17 grams of delicious protein. And if you don't want to wait to get a box, get it at your local Walmart or your local Sam's Club where they have the mixed box. Or you can head to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next purchase of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on this draft lottery day. Cheers to those of you that, well, just just cheers to you all for having to go through that draft lottery, you know, whatever it was. The Ducks have number two pick. I am now at that point where I am at the stage of acceptance. Yep, that's where we are now. We're at acceptance. The Ducks have number two pick. This is the best that they've done since Bobby Ryan back in 2005. And what happened two years after that draft? Well, the Ducks won the Stanley Cup. So for what it's for what it's worth, you know, it's fine. I mean, the Ducks could have certainly done worse on that draft. Yeah. Bobby Ryan turned out to be a perfectly fine player for the Anaheim Ducks, okay? Now, for those that are saying, like, well, the Ducks have had better... Well, first off, yeah, the Ducks have had better prospects than Bobby Ryan. Uh, To be fair, Bobby Ryan didn't even play in that (laughs) cup final run. But I'm just saying that two years after that number two pick, they won the cup. He wasn't there for any of it. When he arrived, they had just won. And yes, Bobby Ryan was there for some of those important years. He was there for division titles for the Ducks. And at the time of that draft, like this is way back in 2005, there was an obvious number one pick. We all know who that was. That was obviously Sidney Crosby. Consensus number one. After that, number two, I mean, yeah, Bobby Ryan was good, but was there really any other, like, can't-miss players in that draft? I mean, if you look back, the only guys I can remember from that draft was Jack Johnson, who was serviceable. Um, Carey Price. Okay, Carey Price is a world-class goaltender. Andre Kopitar is a world-class player. He's still playing. Aside from that, I mean, yeah, there's Tuka Rask, but in that first round, I really can't think of any players outside of, like, the top three that were can't-miss players. Like, that particular draft, there was an obvious number one and then a fall-off. At least with this draft, there's an obvious number one, but there's also an obvious number two, and it's that it's not that much of a drop off. It really isn't. 
This will be gone by the end of this episode. <laughs> On the audio side, wondering what I'm doing. Well, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm just going to come out and say it. Having a glass of wine. Um, this is my second glass of wine. So you're getting the honest Jason at this point. <sighs> I was good the first two. The first two segments, I was fine. You know, I wanted to start off with good news that the Ducks got the number two pick. They got a Fantilli. But, damn, did it have to be Chicago of all the teams to get the number one draft pick? The Chicago Blackhawks. Are you joking? Are you for real here? Okay. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pump the brakes for a second here. Yes, the Chicago Blackhawks are a very marketable team because they are one of the best TV markets in all of the National Hockey League. I get that. And I could already see some of the some of the old hockey boys. I'm going to I'm going to play nice here. Some of the old hockey boys are just foaming at the mouth because oh, Connor Bedard's going to wear a Blackhawks sweater. He's going to turn that franchise around. They're going to be back on top. They're going to win three more cups. Oh, my God. Are you effing joking me with that? Like, you're seriously going to start this already? Three cups? Uh, Pump the brakes, guys. Pump the brakes. I know that Sidney Crosby was an obvious number one in 2005. And he did lead the Pens to three cups. I get that. And another number one led the Blackhawks to three cups. I get that. But you're anointing Connor Bedard before the NHL draft even begins. Now, I know this sounds somewhat familiar, like there was a lot of hype around Sidney Crosby. There was a lot of hype. I'll basketball it up for y'all. There was a crap ton of hype around LeBron James. Cleveland won the draft lottery, and they were already anointing him before the NBA draft back in 2003. And rightfully so. He's won four titles. He's lost a bunch, but he's won four titles. I, I'm, I'm just sick of the fact that the Blackhawks got the number one pick. Like, it, it does make me a little bit sick because of everything that happened before. Because of the sexual assault case that took place because of the cover-up that took place and they did not get any punishment whatsoever none and they got the number one pick they got the number one effing pick out of it yeah now now you're gonna see the jd that's gonna not melt down but you know now you're gonna get the upset jd 16 years. It's been 16 years since the Anaheim Ducks last won the Stanley Cup. It doesn't seem like a long time because there are other teams out there that have never won the Stanley Cup. In fact, there's another franchise that's never even made the Cup Final. Yeah. I mean, the Ducks could be worse off. You could be the San Jose Sharks that have like 20 banners and no cups to show for it you know it it could be the sharks or worse yet it could be the blue jackets who fell in this draft it could be 
it could be the Blue Jackets. They haven't won anything. Yeah, when I say it could always be worse, it could always be worse. Here's where it could be worse. Try being a fan of the Vancouver Canucks. They've gone 50 plus years. They've had two cup appearances. Both times. They lost the cup final in excruciating fashion. 1994 against the New York Rangers. The Hallmark Messier Cup where they were chanting 1940. Clap, clap, clap. That one. Or maybe 2011 when the entire damn city burned down. Remember that? Yeah, remember that passionate, hot picture that took place? There was the couple that was laying on the ground as the rest of the city burned behind them after Game 7, after they lost to the Bruins? Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. It could always be worse. Here's how else it could be worse. The Ducks could have fallen all the way to number 3. Then they'd have a choice to make. At 3, you have a choice. At 2... The choice is clear. It is Fantilli. At three, you begin to have all the, you know, naysayers. All the, oh, what should the Ducks do at three? Should they get Leo Carlson? Should they get Mitchkov? Like, should they get the Russian kid? What should they do? Like, no. I'm glad. Glad that I don't have to put up with that crap. It could always be worse. It doesn't make us feel better that the Blackhawks got the first overall pick. Doesn't make me feel much better about it. Mm. You know what else I've heard a lot already? Starting to feel it. I can't believe how many people out there are saying, Oh, this whole thing is effing rigged. Okay, no, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to take one big swig, stop you right there, pump the brakes on that one. Oh, yeah. The draft lottery is not rigged. Now, I would like more transparency in the proceedings of the draft lottery. I would like there to be transparency as far as, you know, how did the lottery balls go? Like, at least show us the process. You know, show a little bit more transparency. That way you don't have... All the conspiracy theorists out there saying, oh, it's rigged for Chicago. Of course the NHL wants Chicago. They're the storied franchise. Ha ha ha. No, 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 no. The NHL draft lottery is not rigged. The NHL draft lottery is not rigged. Oh, one more time for you guys. The NHL draft lottery is not rigged. It's not rigged. Does it suck that it didn't go the way we wanted? Yes, it it does suck. Can we get over it? Yeah, we can get over it. As you can tell, I'm over. I'm clearly over it. <laughs> but it's not rigged. All right. If it was true, I mean, yeah, you could say if it's truly rigged, Chicago would win it. No, if it was truly rigged. Then one of the other teams in like six, seven, eight, nine, one of those teams would get Connor Bedard. One of those teams. The fact that 95% of NHL fans, maybe more, maybe like 97% of hockey fans, hate it. They hate 
that the Blackhawks got the number one pick. I hate it. Do you hate it? If you're watching this video, you probably do. And if you're watching this video, you're probably having a drink with me. So I'm going to just down the last of this glass and I'm going to raise a glass a glass, <laughs> and I'm going to raise a toast to you, the Ducks fans. You've put up with a lot, a lot, but there is hope on the horizon. As I've said, Fantilli would be a number one draft pick, you know, most other years and the Ducks are going to get him. So here's to you, Ducks fans. Here's to, here's to hope, hope for the next few years. <sighs> Cheers. That'll do it for this podcast. Thank you so much for watching. As a reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, um, gee, Stitcher. I said Spotify. What else? Podbean. Oh, we're also ad-free on Amazon. And we're on YouTube as well. And SiriusXM. So check us out there. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Oh my god. If you want to email me, you could do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. I'm going to open up the mailbag again soon. But I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be busy this week. Firebirds Hockey is still going. They made it to the next round. The last time we talked, it was a winner-take-all Game 5. They won that series. They're moving on. So apologies about the YouTube side, but you know what? Work still beckons. Anyway, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. I might have another bottle of wine after this. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying, <laughs> oh boy, saying, um... Have a good rest of the night. Please remember to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks fly together. <laughs>